Jacob in the Old Testament is one of my favorite patriarchs. This is the reason, because he represents me. And many times in my life, I feel like I have the same experience of uh, uh, Jacob or the patriarchs from the Old Testament. Their temptations, failures, and the mistakes, and all that Jacob went through in life is something like what I go through in my life. I have temptations and failures, and sometimes I'm blinded by my own a feeling of that I'm I'm a better person, I have the greatness of the priesthood or whatever it is that what I have that makes me feel like I'm better than other people. And so in my quiet times of prayer, I look back and I see that I am as fallen as the patriarchs in the Old Testament. All the patriarchs for that reason, when we look at, let us look at Abraham and Isaac lying about the identity of their wives, Sarah and Rebecca, to protect their own skin. But Jacob's lies are astonishing. That's because it is very much self-interesting, you know, for himself. And the, because of the greed that he has, he repeatedly reassures his poor and blind and suspicious father. Yes, father was suspicious about what was happening. So he keeps asking that he is not Isaac's younger son, but his older favorite son, Esau. So when we look at Jacob, <clears throat> would you call him father Jacob, or would you like to call him Big Brother Jacob? Or only to say the caring and loving father we expect in a father figure is not what we find in the beginning part of the story of Jacob, as Jacob took away the birthright of Esau and then lied to his father and runs away from the family. So he very much looks like a cunning and conniving brother. Maybe we all need to read these Old Testament stories again and again and again. If we are struggling with God and our families, these stories we read in the Old Testament might help us to calm us down. Say, Lord, we are all, after all, sinners like the patriarchs. Isn't that interesting? We are all like, like patriarchs from the Old Testament. Jacob is running from his family. In the story, Genesis chapter 28, verses 10, from 10 on, we read the story of Jacob running from his family. Why is he going away from his family? He had every reason to run away because he acted poorly in cheating his brother of the birthright. And of course, his mother, Rebecca, didn't help the situation either. She wanted him gone because she was afraid for the life of her younger son. Do you know parents, brothers and sisters and family members who behave like Jacob and Rebecca and Esau or, you know, people just like them trying to do the best, want the best and sometimes everything goes wrong. And the stories of such are in our lives as well. I'm sure I have a few uncles and aunts that I would like to talk about and I don't want to say here now, but I'm sure I have some and I'm sure you have some. I have enough to tell you about my own parents and my brothers and my sister and my own extended family of uncles and aunts and cousins. And so finally, if I keep talking about all of them, there was a time when I used to think that my family is a healthy and happy and functional and wonderful family that I came from, which it is partially true. But still, I want to say my family was as dysfunctional as the family of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rachel, Jacob and Esau, and the Old Testament patriarchs 
who have been drunk and slept with own family, incest and all kinds of things that they failed. Similarly, we have our own failures in our families and in our friends, in our own personal lives. Now, none of them should be condoned, but we need to become aware that we have the potential to fail like the patriarchs in the Old Testament. So tell me, is there anyone among you who is not from a dysfunctional family? Think deeper and look into all the aspects of that. And then you will realize we act, we behave, we, we pray and we don't pray and we fail just like the patriarchs and matriarchs in the Old Testament. In short, all I'm saying is welcome to the Bible. Your standing is much higher now than before. You are like the patriarchs. You have, even though you have fallen and failed, you still can be someone great, someone that God has set aside, someone who God wants to be, uh, to be greater in this world. And so in the story, what we see here in Genesis chapter 28, when Jacob leaves home, he was afraid and he was alone on the road. He was fearful for his life. Jacob leaves his security and safety. Honestly, all of its own, his own making, with a little help from his mother. He is not in any place, is what I should say. He's not in any place to find peace, solace, strength, or grace. He's lonely and lost, traveling a long way to find a wife that his mother would approve of. He wanted to make a life for himself, but then he also wanted the approval of his mom. When we fall from grace, we feel like an unperson, someone who's not authentic, someone who has fallen and broken, and a person who doesn't feel that, you know, an important person is not how we feel when we fail. We feel like we are an unperson in an unplace. Unperson in an unplace, as Catherine Matthews would say. Does that make any sense to you? Do you lose hope and identity when you fail? Do you feel like you lost everything and you are now nothing, even scared that God may not be happy with you and God is not on your side? When you thought you are invincible and powerful, you can conquer the world. But then you realize you came crashing down. Have you ever felt that no matter what you did, things only went south and that you are lost without hope? Jacob was in a limbo. He himself created. The limbo that he was in was created by himself. So again, I say, welcome to the Bible Club. You are in the company of the best and the like-minded at the same time, with great hopes and greater failure, but then even much better hope in Christ. Jacob was tired of his own failures, and we will be too if we constantly fail, and then we become numb to it. So Jacob was tired of his own failures. While he got the best of everything by stealing the birthright, he realized he lost everything from his act. I'm sure he was devastated by fear, and his newfound glory did not bring him a favor either. He had to run for his life. When everything was lost, he fell apart. He fell apart into the hands of God. The only thing he could do was to fall asleep. 
Haven't you heard that people when they're depressed and sad and all what they want to do is to fall asleep? You think this is very different, what Jacob went through, that he just want to go to sleep. Of course, he was tired. He was running away. He was afraid. He was lonely. He didn't know where he's going, what is going to happen, whom he's going to find, and who will accept him. All of those anxieties and fears and the future that was unknown to him, he must have been exhausted. He falls asleep. In his awareness of his failure, in his loss, he came to this thinnest place between him and God. He came to the other side of the veil of divinity. God was right next to him, hidden by his own fear and anxiety. God came down to him, even though in his mind God was far from him. That was not true. God was standing right there at Jacob's side and God was telling him once again what the future holds in very clear terms. No matter how many times we read and hear these stories and we, are, we have learned all the ways this story could be interpreted, the truth is it is still beautiful, it still fills us, it still gives us hope and in each hearing it br brings us a hope that will last forever. Why? Why is that? Simply because in this story, we hear something very beautiful that in spite of the failures and mistakes and fallenness, he still tells, God speaks to Jacob, telling him there is a ladder. Behold the ladder. Behold the angels of God. Behold the Lord who stood beside him. Behold, know that I am with you. Know the ladder, know the way to go up and down to the presence of God. Know the angels are with you, you're not alone. And you have God beside you. God is next to you, around you, above you, below you, on your left and on your right. And God is the author of his life. These are the things that are being said, which if we put ourselves into the story, we will find that when we fail, when we are broken, when we act like Jacob and when we are exhausted and tired and falls asleep, this is the same thing the Lord tells us, a way forward. There are companions on the journey, which are the angels, and his friend is beside him, which is God, and the God who is beside him is the author of life. In the novel, when the moon is low, there is a little quote that says, in the darkness, when you cannot see the ground under your feet, and when your fingers touch nothing but night, you are not alone. I will stay with you as moonlight stays on water. That is beautiful. In the darkness, when you cannot see the ground under your feet, and when your fingers touch nothing but night, you are not alone. I will stay with you as the moonlight stays on water. At this time, I'll ask you to imagine in your mind a beautiful evening, beautiful night when the moon is shining on the top of the water that is, that is shining like the silver lining. It is so beautiful. That's how God is present. When everything is dark around, still there is that beautiful glimmer, beautiful shining light on top of this darkness. That's exactly what Jacob experienced. Like the moonlight over the waters, shining and enchanted, God was shining on him, in him and beside him. He was not alone, even though he felt lonely. He was secure, even though he was terrified. He's surrounded by protection. He is empowered by the author of life. He is not traveling alone. 
he is traveling with God up and down to all life situations when it is beautiful and joyful and wonderful to sadness and pain and depression and death. In the midst of that journey up and down of life, God is still the companion. The angels are the protectors around us and the one who stands next to us is our friend, which is God. So let us take comfort knowing we are like Jacob. All our fallenness and mistakes and brokenness all point to the fact that we could be like Jacob and our names could be changed into Israel. And our Lord is like Jacob. We are to open our eyes and see, behold, 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 there is a ladder to go up and down experience all, all the experiences of life. Behold, the angels are with you. Behold, I'm standing beside you. And behold, I am walking with you. I'm the author of life. We have a for way forward. We have companions on the journey. We have the best friends, friend beside us. And we are emboldened by the author of life, God himself. So my invitation to you, dream on. There is a ladder for us to climb up and down and be with God in all of our successes and failures.